Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks today. Here we are going through the book of Psalms, Songs in the Night. We're on Psalm 75. We're pretty excited about these Asaph songs, Psalms, but I got to tell you, I miss old David. I want to be hanging out with him again. It won't be long. And with me as always is my friend, my co-host, my bud, my fellow knucklehead, pointer outer, uh, judge to all things knuckleheadedness to help me find what's good and bad. And you better be good for goodness sake, or you're going to make the naughty knuckleheaded moment. Maybe not by name, but by action. And so, Stephanie, what's it's a Friday morning, man. I like Fridays. And tell me, do you like Fridays? I do. And this, um, this Friday is pretty exciting because we're having Caleb's seventh birthday party. Wow. And that's going to be pretty exciting. Now, Caleb is a pretty good dude. I got to be upfront with you folks out there. He's a reptile maniac. He was trying to talk me into letting him know what gifts Debbie and I got for him last night. I didn't let it go. We got to the point where he was asking colors, size, dimensions, if they were all coming together. And I wouldn't answer any of those questions. And his smile got brighter and brighter as he tried to zero in on gifts and by the time stephanie will get home today those gifts will be sitting out there in prime packages but so stephanie we got another segment so things anyway we just want to catch up things are going fine with stephanie's kids stephanie someone asked me a short while ago i got a facebook message that asked the question um how's stephanie doing because stephanie did have a minor procedure they're minor if it's on someone else so uh just it was just stephanie had some work done on her leg uh she has stephanie has a couple veins that needed to be dealt with they dealt with one they're dealing with another so how is that going stephanie the the peeps want to know we put a prayer request out there how uh how is that going oh well my um the first the first surgery is healing up um it's you know a couple weeks out i think from being totally but it's at the point I can walk again, and that makes me so happy. So being able to go outside and walk with the weather getting warmer makes me very happy. So, yes, thank you to everyone who has prayed and appreciate prayers for the upcoming the upcoming one on the other leg. <laughs> and so there you go. So now you know Stephanie's okay. Uh, there was no hospitalization. It was, uh, you know, they did the surgery, then they send you home. Of course, her dad, her, her bud. Uh, Stephanie and her dad have a great father and daughter relationship. He always looks out for her. So Stephanie, we're going into Psalm 75, but before we do that, and by the way, I, I just want to say that Stephanie's dad's a great guy. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, before we go into Psalm 75, there's a little matter we got to deal with. And it's our segment called the Norton knuckleheaded moment. So what do you have for us? You might be a knucklehead if... If you judge individuals based on a stereotype you've made up in your head. Wow. Yeah, and I might even take that father and say, 
You might be a knucklehead if you judge people. You know, don't you hate these people who say, you know what I think, Doug? I had a pastor, right? And I don't, he's not my pastor anymore. Praise be to God in heaven above. But anyway, what I'm saying is this guy was the most insecure judging person I've ever met in my entire, and I'm not going to tell you who his name is, you know, but this is what I am going to tell you. I am going to tell you when you're insecure, you judge people. When you judge people, you're a knucklehead, a blockhead, a nimrod, a all those things that from my thesaurus that I'm trying to remember in my brain. I'm down. I had 18 last time without looking at the thesaurus. An idiot. I'm up to four. Uh, a, a jerk, a, a zerk, which is a zero and a jerk put together. Uh, we used to call people zerks when I was a kid. But if you is that all you got time to do is judge people? Listen, if someone's doing something wrong and you're in a biblical place to help them, show them from the Bible. But can I tell you, judge not lest you be judged. I mean, wouldn't you hate to be judged? I'd like to take a camera and follow people, except in the bathroom, obviously. I don't want to follow people into the, those private places of relaxation. And uh, uh, But anyway, or <laughs> comfort. But, I mean, Stephanie, have you ever met anybody that just judged everybody? Yeah, and um, I, I talked a couple days ago about this book I'm reading. Um, but it, truly, those who go around, it's interesting to me that those who are very often preaching at others about um, being being tolerant or they talk about liberty in Christ or whatever, that they're often the ones who are doing the most judging <laughs> And they, with our last uh, knuckleheaded moment, they give prayer requests. Yeah, it's just like our job as Christians, yes, there's times we have to deal with sin. Um, and obviously we're to help encourage others to do what's right. But if our life is spent, if we have nothing better to do in life but than to critique everyone else in the world, um, for the, re you know, and tell them all the reasons they're not walking with God, you know, because of all the re ways they're, they don't act like us, um, or they don't agree with us. There might be a problem. It's just like, God didn't make us all to be cookie cutters of each other. And, um, actually Jesus hit that in Matthew seven. Our job is not, God is the judge. He's the righteous judge. We are not always going to give righteous judgment because we're humans. We're fallible and make your focus serving God, loving him, loving others, you, you, you win more people to Jesus by showing them the love of Christ than you do by cramming something down their throat. Praise God. And you know what? If you want to be a judge, if you want to be a judge on earth, go through law school and get hired as a judge. But if you're not, just keep quiet. All right. And uh, this goes hand in hand, my brethren, uh, with that last podcast knuckleheaded moment where uh, you know, we don't judge. And at last, we don't give prayer requests on people we're judging. Oh, you know, pray for Doug. He's got a problem, you know, he, whatever. All right. I don't like that. Do you like that? Stephanie, do you like being judged? No, nobody likes being judged. That's all I'm saying right there, right there in a nutshell. So here we are. We're on Psalm number 75. Uh, hey, listen, we're honored that we can come into your radio waves or podcasts, however you listen to that today. Psalm 75 is a great psalm. Unto thee, O God, we give thanks. And that's where it's at right there. Give thanks unto God. Unto thee do we give thanks. For that thy name is near, thy wondrous works declare. When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. 
The earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. I bear up the pillows of it. Selah. I said unto the fools, Deal not foolishly, and to the wicked lift not up the horn. Lift not up your horn on high, speak not with a stiff neck. For promotion cometh neither from the east nor the west nor from the south. But God is judge, he putteth down one and setteth up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and in the wine is red, and is full of mixture. And he poureth out of the same, but the dregs thereof. All the wicked of earth shall wring them out and drink them. But I will declare forever, I will sing praises to God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked, who will, I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Man, we just took a right turn from Psalm number 74. We took a right turn from Psalm number 73. Uh, we took a right turn from those types of things. And uh, man, that's pretty crazy. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad we're seeing these things. And so, Stephanie, right out of, you know, Psalm 75, reading it, what's coming to your mind? Well, I love how um, Asaph, I keep wanting to say David, I keep having to catch myself. But yeah, I love you and how, me both, my friend. Um, how he starts off this psalm with declaring thanksgiving for the Lord. And I think it's a power. I mean, we, there's a lot of Psalms that start this way. I think 103 starts, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, um, make known his deeds among the people. And that's kind of how this Psalm starts, where he says, um, for that thy name is near thy wondrous works declare. And that same idea of declaring what God has done. And I think that's what this Psalm is doing. Um, and I think this Psalm is also a, um, a word of warning. Yeah. Would exalt, seek to exalt themselves above God. And, um, to understand that God may, God may let, um, wicked people. I think it's important. Another thing I come away from this Psalm, um, seeing is that God sets up, he's the judge. He sets up, he pulls down. And, um, I see the sovereignty of God here. Um, something that may not always make sense to us, the fact that promotion doesn't come from any direction but from God. And so if someone is promoted, he's allowed it. Doesn't mean that person has their blessing. Yeah. We, we, any leaders throughout history who have been pro promoted, so to speak, to leadership positions who quite honestly had God's curse on them because of their wickedness and, and hate for God and his ways. But... I see God's sovereignty here. Yeah, I do too. And and I see, you know, right out of the chute, I see God, the sovereignty. You know, in the army, we used to have before major events, before things like that. The army used to be uh, a quasi-Christian Judeo type of uh, situation. So when we would have a ball and stuff, we always had an invocation where we would worship God. We would call down and pray to God and ask his blessings upon what we were doing. And then we would have a blessing upon the meal even. And, and I think that's kind of what the Psalms doing coming right out. I, I see this, uh, you know, we give thee thanks for that. Thy name is near thy wondrous works declared you God, 
You know, we give you things. You're the one who changes things. You're the one who does things. And and, and I think a, a life worth living, I think a, a God worth serving gets thanks from his people. You know, we do it for our boss when we're when we're happy with our boss, we, we, we do it for our bosses. We do it for those types of things. We say, hey, you know, uh, you're a great boss. You've done good things for me. Thank you. May God bless you. And I, I think that's, uh, I think God all the more needs to hear us bless him and honor him and trust him. And I see that going on here in Psalm 75. And then there's a message here that you were just talking about, Stephanie, and the sovereignty, when shall I receive the congregation? I will judge uprightly, which is a different kind of judging that we were just talking about. Isn't it funny how God brings those knuckleheaded moments with the with the uh, the lesson? The earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. I bear up the pillows of it. And, uh, and he says, you know, I'm bringing these up. And look at four. I said unto the fools, deal not foolishly. And to the wicked, lift not up thy horn. Lift not up your horn on high. Speak not with a stiff neck. And so he's he's given the Lord's message here, what people shouldn't be doing. Uh, you know, we need to be judging uprightly or letting the Lord's word judge people, using the Lord's word as a test, I guess as a mirror. Have you ever heard that before? Does that make sense? Where God's word is a mirror to us? Yes. Yeah, where we let it... We let ourselves look at God's word and let it show us who we really are. Um, kind of the, I think of the old princess story, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all. And um, that, that little thing, that little ditty makes me think of verse five, lift not up your horn on, on high, <laughs> um, where we want to see what we want to see and letting God's word be a, be a true mirror of our heart. Um, man sees the outside. Yeah. Man sees journals, that list of rules you may be forced to follow. Um, but that's not what a relationship with God is about. Um, a true heart that's loving God will mirror a, a godly life on the outside. But God sees the heart. He sees what's really going on. And that's what his word sees. Um, and that, and there, any change on the outside needs to come from an, from an internal change that being transformed um, into the image of Christ, that daily being renewed and um, letting God do that work in our hearts to create in us someone who is mirroring Jesus. And what is that? that uh romans 12 1 and 2 i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto god which is your reasonable service be not going and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god now what is that you know i, I was just thinking about that as we were reading this psalm and, you know, Romans 12, of course, we and, and of course, Stephanie quotes verses all the time without looking at her Bible. And uh, but I was just thinking as you were going through that about the transformation process and what it looks like in people. And we know what we got to do. We just got to be sold on doing it. You know, I tell people all the time. So I'm involved with this health management thing that Stephanie and I did. And I part time I help people with their health or whatever. And and uh, but this is what I found out. I've found out that a lot of people want to lose weight. A lot of people want to be healthier. A lot of people want to do different things in their life that makes them better. 
but they don't want to do what it takes to get there. I mean, and, and I'm not just talking diet here. I'm just not talking my health program. I'm talking life. You know, we want, uh, we want better things out of life, don't we? We want, we, you know, we want better relationships. We want, uh, you know, we want to be better. We want to be more knowledgeable. We want to be, uh, better versed in things. We want to understand the Bible better. We want to write a book, whatever the case may be, but we don't want to do what it takes to get that done. You know, I mean, what's the price? Well, I think, and I know I'm getting off maybe a little bit from what we were just talking about here in the verses, but I think that's a relationship with God is, you know, you need to make a decision. Am I willing to transition? What does a transition do for people? Well, I'll tell you, for Stephanie, it's done wonders. Uh, you know, she's a widow, but God has given her peace in certain areas. It helps her not kill her kids when they're knuckleheads. It helps her not want to shoot people who mess with her. Uh, for me, the same kind of things without being a widower. But I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, Stephanie, that the rewards of God, uh, we know are the greatest rewards of all. And so brethren, I want to encourage you today before we move down to verse number six, I want to encourage you that transition comes from God. I want to encourage you that transition can change your life. I mean, what are you thinking, Stephanie? Wow. Yeah, transition will always change you, period. Period. Um, it's called there, sanctification, there, right? Yeah, there's always going, um, anytime you have a transition in, in life, be it um, going from single to being married or... Um, getting your first job, going from high school to college, every transition changes you. And when you deal with trauma, you add a whole nother set of transitions into your life that you maybe never planned on having. And the only way to make it through those transitions, you have two ways of dealing with them. You either can harden your heart, um, become a know-it-all, become a braggart um, to cover your pain, to cover the um the ways you're not willing to deal with the transitions. Um, it may even alter your personality in some ways and being willing to come to terms with that and deal with it and not just try to be the Superman that nothing phases you. Um, those things do phase you. They do change who you are and being willing to let God use those things that he has allowed in his sovereignty, as we talk about, you know, where he is the judge, he sets up one, he puts down another, same thing in our lives. He sets up certain times in our lives, um, and puts down other times ultimately so that we can glorify him the best way possible. That's, that's why he allows these things in our lives and going through those transitions with God as your focus or going through those transitions with yourself as your focus will make all the difference in the world. That's awesomeness, man. Yeah, for promotion cometh neither from the east nor the west. Hey, God gives us promotion. God lifts us up. God gives us position. God gives us all those things. But God is the judge. Thank God that Stephanie cleared us away with her knuckleheadedness there, with pointing out again one of the great knucklehead pointer outers of her generation. Uh, for in the hand of the Lord there is a cup. And the wine is red, and is full of mixture, and he poureth out the same. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked on earth, shall wring them out and drink them. But I will declare forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. 
all the horns of the wicked also will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. And, you know, he's, he's just picked a side, Stephanie. And just what you were saying, it was great. I mean, the transition, the sanctification, the, and I guess people would say this, Stephanie, I, I, you know, I guess this is what I think sometimes about you is how do you keep up with your Bible chronicling? How do you keep up with your Bible studies? How do you keep up with your reading schedule? How do you keep up with the kids? How does, how's that? How? I don't. <laughs> I'm a normal human being. I get behind. <laughs> um, I think you have to just make priorities. And I'm not at all. I don't have that perfected in any way, shape, or form. And I never will. Um, if God's taught me anything in the, in the last two years, it's give up the whole perfect thing because it's never going to happen. Um, so it's every day just saying, God, I need your help today. Um, Lord, you know you know what this list of things is that I have to do. These are non-negotiables. These have to be priorities. But Lord, these other things are important too. So show me what needs to happen first. Give me guidance for each moment of every day. And um, ultimately just making Jesus the center. And I don't have that perfected either. <laughs> I have nothing perfected. But it's just every day saying, Lord, I need your help today. I need your help this moment i need your wisdom this moment what needs to be letting him be the guide of what needs put down and what needs set up even in our priorities um there are so many things that call out um for my attention um eight children um and the older they get the older ones have all of their personal things that need attention right now that are you know life-changing important events to them and besides all the things that mom has to do and work and just everything and just saying, God, what, what has to be my priority right now? Because you have to guide and direct me. I think that's the key to getting through to being able to say that I will declare forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. Um, is making, making him that focus, letting him be the guide. Um, so that you can still sing his praises because ultimately that's the most important thing is whatsoever, you know, whether we eat or drink or whatsoever we're doing, that it brings glory to God. There it is, friends. And bringing glory to God, the transition, the getting there. Uh, stop being a judge. Uh, start letting God judge. Use God's word as a litmus test. I think everything that Stephanie just covered is real. We got to look for that light from heaven, man. We got we to gotta let him, we got to let God be God. You know, uh, we got to like, if we're going to do anything in this world that's, that's worth a hill of beans, as, as my friend used to say, Paul Hawkins, who's in heaven now, if we're going to do anything on earth that's w worth a hill of beans, let me tell you where it comes from. It comes from God. If anything's going to work out in this crazy life we're in, it comes from God. So remember what I told you, friendships. I mean, Stephanie hit that last podcast about friendships and, and doing the right things, having the right friends. And I think that, uh, I think, I think it's all right to start the transition. I think it's all right to be in the sanctification process. I think we need to be in Sunday school class. I think we need to be studying between Sunday school classes. I think it's good that you're doing this devotion with us, uh, that we're spending this time together on the radio or in podcasts. 
Uh, but I think it's okay to let go. It's okay to keep on growing for God. Listen, we were all sinners. I don't want, you know what I hate to hear from people, Stephanie? I hate to hear from people, you don't know who I used to be. God has no time for me. You know, I hate that because God has time for all of us. Can I tell you, uh, we're all in the same place. We all put on our pants or skirts the same way. We're all messed up, okay? Without the love of God, without the sanctification that uh, we seek and that we learn from reading his word, that we get from being in the right church, that we, I mean, we'd all be a mess, wouldn't we? We all might as well just go home. And uh, I am home. And I have uh, uh, I have just a thought in my mind as we leave this podcast. I'm going to give Stephanie 30 seconds to close this out. But I have a thought in my mind, brethren, that today, make today the day you say, I'm growing for God from here, and I'm getting smaller to the world. Yeah, give, keep your focus on who the Lord Jesus Christ is in your life. He is the sovereign King of kings and Lord of lords who is in control. And um, that doesn't always make life easy, but it gives you stability to stand on for those promotions, for those times of being raised up, for those times of being put down. Look at the life of Job and remember that the same God who stood with Job through all of those multiple trials and days of mourning and feeling rejected by the only people who he counted as friends at that point, God was still faithful. He was still there to keep Job safe in the palm of his hand, and he will do the same thing for you. That's great. That's great. Hey, folks, I got an idea, but I think we have a light from heaven today. I love this song that Stephanie sings so nicely.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.